0: Hello, welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get-off-my-lawn cast. This features the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons staring down the prospect of entertainment relevance. I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry. I'm the founder and proprietor of American Caesar Enterprises, which is a tailor. I'm joined, as always, <laughs> by my good buddy...
1: You gotta you gotta come up with a new one of those every week you yeah. you should actually spend like 30 seconds every week thinking of what it's gonna be this week right I'll work on it I'll work on it there's another an obligate that's something you should spend your time on
0: that's something I should spend my time doing by the way who who uh, who are you in case the listener needs to know
1: I'm Noah Tarno I am uh, oh, my brains melting I don't even know who I am anymore that's I true. am the founder and senior quiz master of the big quiz thing America's premier provider of those delicious, delicious, awesome virtual live trivia events in this day and age. But, Bill, last night, the Big Quiz Thing hosted its first in-person trivia event since mid-March.
0: Wow, we've really turned uh, a corner, haven't we?
1: Yeah, socially distanced in a amply-sized backyard, five families, for mm-hmm. a uh, lovely gentleman's 50th birthday party and... uh Apparently, it went great. All indications are it went great, and nobody died, so...
0: Well, I mean, they're not going to... Problem die. solved! It's going to take Problem two or three two or three solved. weeks, but by that point, you guys will give Cash the check already, so it's Look, done. He,
1: he made it to 50. What more does he want in this world? You
0: know? Yeah, I, I, think, <clears throat> I think that um, it's the most you can ask for. Uh, that's, exactly. 50. You're just, you're just getting greedy. That's it. It's yeah. all over Ca- after that.
1: Cavemen live to, like, 29. You know that? Like... Yeah. See, here's the thing. When they say, oh, life expectancy was 29, does that mean, like, you drop dead when you're 29? Or does it mean, like, a lot of people made it to 70, but a lot more people died at the age of, like, three days. So when you average it out, it's 29. That's like, a good, that's which a good question. Which does mean? I don't really know.
0: No, I have to assume that, right, exactly. Like, kids were eaten by saber-toothed tigers at birth. Right. And right. every now and so, then. The, the, yeah, like, the human body, obviously... Um, Like, have we given it more vitality? That's the question. Or was it was it like the typical standard eighty years, just under the effect of volcanoes, dinosaurs, and and disease? You know.
1: Right. Exactly. Because you know, oh, the average American family has two point five kids. Well, no American family has two point five kids. So I really wonder if this stat I read once upon a time I can't remember where that said life expectancy for cavemen. And by the way, cavemen didn't actually exist, right? That's like a stock character. Yeah. But for Neanderthals, whatever you want, or, or Neanderthals were the, the human beings who existed in that era, whatever you want to call
0: it. Yeah.
1: Was twenty nine. Does that uh, that might mean that hardly anyone died at twenty nine, or maybe no more people died at twenty nine than die at twenty nine now? It's just, you know, when you average it out.
0: Yeah. No, it could be twenty nine. Um we need yep. to
1: speak to either an anthropologist or a mathematician.
0: I think that what, what what you're saying though makes me think that Johnny Hart's comic strip B C is not accurate. <laughs> so I haven't yes. I haven't considered that before this moment.
1: Yes, most cavemen did not have a group of uh, mystery solving teen angel
0: sidekicks. <laughs> <laughs> or again it like did not did not team up with uh scooby-doo as in the laugh olympics again like bc again that his the cavemen were not also christian evangelical christians too uh so which is, is bc
1: a, is bc a christian comic strip? i have no memory i can picture bc look like but i don't remember the plots or anything
0: yeah johnny hart got in a, yeah johnny hart was a was a born again guy he yeah. did wizard of, wizard of id and uh um, right yeah wizard and and, Id. and BC so he often his cavemen would come around if you remember they would like be on a single wheel like a unicycle they would sort of zoom in and have droll conversations like they were co-workers um, frequently he put his evangelical Christian values into the comic strip um, one time he even had this is, this was I actually saw this when it when it, it was in the 90s he had a menorah that slowly like the candles went out in the menorah and the smoke formed across and people, rightly so, took that as his, um, that's like, you know, with the, the Christians saying that the Jews aren't legitimate. The, the Jews are just, they need to be converted because they're apostates. And so that's what Johnny Hart really believes. And so he has sort of been in this weird doghouse for the last 30 years because well, he's he st- dead now. Well, okay, you know what I mean? He started putting his, he started putting this, the, the values in. He couldn't, he couldn't separate his evangelical Christianity from the stupid, uh, you know, daily tabloid, comic strip that would show up five days a week or so.
1: I just went to his Wikipedia page, and the last sentence of the first paragraph is, Hart was widely referred to as, quote, the most widely read Christian of our time over C.S. Lewis and Billy Graham by Chuck Colson in a Breakpoint
0: column. Interesting. The the difference was that uh, C.S. Lewis, uh, he didn't um, proselytize, whereas you know Johnny Hart couldn't help but do that. The the American form of uh, proselytization.
1: I always found it funny when, like, the Flintstones would celebrate
0: Christmas. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. But then again, it doesn't make sense, as opposed to the other things of the Flintstones. That make that are logical sense, right? <laughs> like I, the I get car. A, the car. The record player being a Pteranodon. Those things make sense, yeah. but Christmas doesn't make any it's sense. It's a
1: living. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. That's a deep cut. Johnny Hart. I haven't thought yeah. about BC or Wizard Ridden. Wow, in a while. I remember uh, Gary Larson of the Far Side complaining that, like, He's like, I would get angry letters the few times I made a, a, a far side thing that, like, poked fun at torture,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Like, I showed guys, like, you know, hanging from a stock or something, like, yeah. making jokes. Yeah. And he's like, Wizard of It had torture all the time. Um, <laughs> the
0: regular stand was with the guys chained right. up against the wall of the dungeon. That was, like, his thing, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, he... He would get uh, – Gary Larson was great. Uh, oh, he, he just did something new, didn't he? Yeah, he's,
0: he's starting to publish some God. new stuff that's done all I digitally. I
1: loved The Far Side when I was a kid. And he had that book where he like – he talked about his process. It was fascinating. And he said like it really pissed him off. I mean he wasn't – he didn't sound that ordinary. He sounds like a nice guy. But it pissed him off when people would like be offended by something that like – he's like, look, this isn't – this is for – ostensibly for adults – like oh my god, you're upset that I have a witch, you know, eating Hansel and Gretel. Like it's from yeah. a fucking fairy tale, and this yeah. is for adults. Like, yeah. give me a break.
0: It's sad. Um,
1: to uh, Tom, uh, Rupert Bowling, Tom the Dancing Bug, uh-huh. he flips out at that stuff. He had some strip. He got in big trouble because it showed like a picture of like a like a, a Renaissance era painting of a breast. And people yeah. are like, oh, my God, how am I supposed to show this to children? And people, He's like, don't show it to children, you moron. Don't you show know. it
0: to children. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think that's a good transition, though. <laughs> yeah. Things you would don't not show do. it to children. Don't show it to children. Uh, this week, our topic is... The taste sensation sweeping the I call everything that. That's that's my standard definition of the taste sensation sweeping the nation. What
1: commercial was that from? That was originally from some commercial.
0: I don't even know. If you know, uh, write in or tweet to us if you know what I'm talking how about. about. How about we go to Google? Anyway, taste so,
1: sensation sweeping the nation. Keep talking.
0: Well, no, it does that. We're going to talk about Animal Crossing, the Nintendo Switch game. You may have heard about it. You may be playing it. If you're middle-aged and irrelevant like us, We've noticed that there's a spike uh, in our numbers and our age cohort of people who are playing it. So, uh, Animal Crossing is a is a farm simulation game. I think is what it originally was, and it has turned into kind of like an interactive landscape type deal, but still holding true to the same uh, gameplay situation. It uses simplistic iconography that's been characteristic of the Nintendo Wii onwards, So, I guess that's probably ten years or so of almost like playmobile type um simple character. Playmobile, that's a good one. It's kind of what they look like. Uh you know, and the thing is Nintendo went one way with their they they made simple rounded cartoony soft almost like childlike images whereas the other companies went harder and harder on more metal and realistic type stuff so nintendo has has made a really uh powerful niche for itself and and it continues to just bank on the fact that it's built goodwill since the mid 80s i mean they just since mario brothers nintendo's had this very sizable piece of the market without any um flagging (laughs) Um, but this game, Animal Crossing, first came out in two thousand and one in Japan, and it's been through a number of like Animal Animal Crossing colon something or other, New Day, blah blah blah. Um, I, New Day
1: Rising. It's an Animal Crossing uh, centered on a Husker du- <laughs> uh, album from the early post-punk album from right. the early so
0: animal crossing love. bob bob mold precisely i love husker do i know it's exactly what people would expect you to say believe I me exactly, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you're uh holding to form but um yeah so so sheltering a place in the way it's changed a good many things in american and, and you know world culture um people needed entertainment a lot of the things that we've talked about on this podcast since we've begun the pandemic plague the death of all things the end of everything that you know and what you love, um, we see people have found new ways to entertain themselves. And uh, ironically, well, maybe not ironically, is that when people understood they were not going to get out of doors, they were not going to go to beaches, they were not going to go on vacation, they wanted other things to pass the time. So home-based media like when we talked about Quibi a couple of weeks ago, and I don't want to relitigate Quibi again, oh, as much as there's been some really. By well, the art- way, my sister
1: last night asked me if I had a Quibi account. She's like, there's a new show on Quibi I have to watch. And what? I said, you were the first person to say that. There's ever, some Princess ever. Bride thing, right?
0: Some Princess what?
1: Princess Bride. There's something about the Princess Bride on Quibi that she watched a clip of online and said, it is awesome. I have
0: to watch it. I don't know. I don't and I'm know like, this.
1: I'm pretty sure my Quibi free thing expired it because did. I haven't thought about Quibi. In
0: no, it, it, it dropped off. Everybody's ended yeah. at the same time. In fact, I think it was yes. the last two weeks or so, Quibi, Quibi you know, pretty much went away. But uh, we're not here to talk about Quibi. But Quibi was supposed to be an entertainment option for people, like the same way HBO Max had a better launch. But um, right. so Nintendo has had this thing... And this The Switch is almost like the upgraded older brother of the Game Boy, where it's a home, it's it's a hand-based game you play in front of you. It's not like a console. And Animal Crossing, I think, was designed for this portable thing that you could just put in your lap and almost like play it on a train or whatever. So, so Animal Crossing uh, caught on, and there's a social component. Players could go to each other's farms or islands, and so there is a way to interact with friends which is another never that no one's ever lost money on doing something like that adding an interactive uh, feature to it so there's something very interesting about animal crossing is that for a video game and i assume that has to do with a nintendo bit is that more than half of the players are female and i think that we tend to associate video games and video game consoles and the culture is being overwhelmingly male like when we talked about esports that was, you know, that was ninety percent a male arena, and I guess all the, the the shoot 'em, stab 'em, you know, rough stuff games like Call of Duty and/or you know whatever is based on a first person shooter, Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite. That's it. That's a, That's yeah. I'd say that counts. I think those are more based around whatever you consider masculine and/or boy type trends. But but this thing uh, has a very different fan base. And again, I think even not just in terms of the the gender, but also the age. People who identify as female and people who are even older on the older side, not just people, people. who
1: people who identify as old and people who identify like
0: <laughs> We may I loudly identify, I make sure everybody knows yeah, before I enter the room. Yeah. So, so the the current game is called New Horizons uh, and New the really, horizons. And so here's the weird thing, and we'll, we'll get into it now, is that I I was watching some videos on YouTube and the release of this, which was back in March, prompted people to still stand in line outside of um GameStops. Like I don't pe-
1: understand that. Don't you buy this stuff online? No, this is you don't need a physical cartridge, do you? Uh, this this one you do what is like,
0: this? I you have, need a physical cartridge to play yes, this game. Yes, I think that the, the way this, the, 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 handha- the handheld game system, unless I'm unless I'm wrong, which I could be, I think still relies on physical media <clears throat> uh, to plug into it. So people, the old, you know, the people standing online camping outside of a store in the rain for four days, that was still happening even in the middle of the pandemic for this. So take a look on YouTube. There's a bunch of people who
1: Nintendo.com. Buy digital now.
0: Okay. Well, people start- uh, there's, a, there's
1: a smaller uh, link below that that says buy physical
0: Okay. Well, okay, there okay. you go. So what do, what do I know? I'm, I guess I'm wrong. But people's, people did, in fact, wait online in the rain, exhibiting poor social hygiene. Um, in March?
1: Yeah, but March, nobody knew. I went to a fucking concert in March.
0: No, no, no. We were into the pandemic by then. It, it, no, they, it, it Mid-March, it, mid-March. Yeah, sure. I, I was doing...
1: When was the last... Uh, in-person big quiz thing event i think it was like mid-march
0: well they didn't lock down we knew about it but they didn't lock down until but it was no
1: one took it remember they were saying oh you shouldn't wear a mask remember that
0: no i don't remember that i don't remember that at all i do remember anyway no let me ask you. we we
1: did a massive fundraiser in times square on march 5th and then we did a small office event march 6th and Mm -hmm. those were our last in-person events yeah okay so there you go yeah anyway
0: so what do you think of animal crossing my friend
1: all right, this is the topic that broke me.
0: Oh, man, we're going to hear all about it.
1: Uh, so, its I don't know if it's complicated or maybe the opposite of complicated. I'm, I'm, I'm torn here. So, I'm going to be a real asshole right now and complain about the last thing anyone should be complaining about right now. Which is that, as I've hinted at, at the show, I've been very fortunate in that quarantine, COVID, all of that has, has turbocharged my business. I am hugely fortunate, um, but I'm working very hard. And July is a really busy month for me. And the past few weeks, I've been working at full tilt, and I'm I'm a little burnt out. Again, great problem to have. I'm I'm very happy about this. I'm proud. I'm fortunate. All that. But you know, every week when Bill and I are like, "What topic are we going to talk about?" And I'm always tempted to go, "Fuck it, I can't do one this week. I'm too busy." But you know, I like doing this, and I know you like doing this, and I just like talking to you. So let's do it. And you know, some weeks we have great topics at hand. Oh, we got to do this, we got to do that. And some weeks we're like, I can't think of anything. And Animal Crossing has been on like our our list for a couple months now, right? I mean, I I mentioned this to a few people, like, oh, you're a little late with that one. I'm like, yep, because uh, as you said, it the New Horizons came out in March, right? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So w- we are not striking while the iron. No,
0: is No, no, no. I would not say that. right.
1: So the, the the combination of screw it, we'll just do this, Animal Crossing. And I, as as dedicated listeners might know, I hate video games. I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to play this, actually. I was just going to watch videos and read about it because I'm not buying a Nintendo Switch. And I don't like video. I mean, I kind of like video games, but modern video games, just I don't take to. Uh, the last video game we did was Untitled Goose Game, right? Yeah. And I was fiddling around with it, and I couldn't really get anywhere, so I gave up, and I, I said to my nephews, like, hey, guys, I want to watch you play it. And they played it for, like, 45 minutes, and they're like, yeah, this is okay, and I watched them play it, and that, that gave me enough info. So there was that. Then there's the depressing thing of, oh, my God, this thing is monstrous, it's huge. It's been around since 2001. I mean, this is now a classic. Literally, I read articles that said, oh, a classic game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Oh, one. one we can laugh at it being old, but O1 is a very long time ago in world D- culture. Dick, Dick Clark's Animal level. Crossing, yeah. <laughs> yes, Dick Clark's. <laughs> it's, uh, I, oh my God, speaking of old entertainment, for some reason, my niece, who's seven, was singing ta ra ra boom Die," and I'm like, I don't know where she heard that song, so I said, oh, that was a theme song to the first TV show for kids that was a big hit called Howdy Doody. And we were watching clips of Howdy Doody on YouTube, Wow. and it was really interesting. She's like, "This is a little slow." I'm like, "Yes, it is.
0: It's a little slow. It's a little racist too." I was a lot of blackface on Howdy uh,
1: Doody. Did they have blackface? No, I mean they no, had. They just, had. They I'm had red face. They had people dressed as Indians. That's
0: true. That's bad enough. You're right. Uh,
1: I don't. I mean, they might have blackface. Was there a regular blackface guy? No, there
0: there wasn't. There wasn't.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure there were a lot of problems with it, but whatever. It was 800. years. I'm looking at the clips of it, and the kids at how did they get it? And I'm like, these kids are now 80. You know,
0: um, <laughs> it's true. If, I was if, thinking but...
1: about six, six months ago. I was listening to. It. I love this song, "Chantilly Lace" by uh by the Big Bopper. Yeah. Great song. Hello, baby. The the girl he's singing about in Chantilly Lace. I figured I was like 76 now.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> time time marches on, my friend. So the fact that there's this huge phenomenon that I know nothing about, just underline, you know, so this topic broke me. It underlines how distant I am from everything. I can't wrap my head around it. I don't have time for it. I don't have energy for it. Then I'm reading about it and half the articles are just, oh my God, like an entire 10 minute video clip of like, here's how the meteor showers in New Horizons are different From the meteor showers in the old editions of Animal Crossing. Oh my god, big news. There's no longer any sea bass when you go fishing. It it is so deep in this world. It's like its own universe that I knew nothing about. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I don't know if you hit it. Like This is one of these games, I guess it's like Minecraft, where there's no end goal. You are living in this game. And what people like about this is your, your terraforming your island... You're decorating your house. You're buying clothes. I mean, it's... The thing I go back to is Second Life. Remember, Second Life was big 10, 15 years ago. Sure. It feels like it's less a game. Game seems inaccurate to me, and more like a simulated experience. Yes, yeah. And and, and we'll get into... I think there's a lot of Stanley in here about why it's popular now. Mm-hmm. So my opinion is, again, I didn't play it, but it's artistically, it seems very... Yeah, well-made, very elaborate, very well-thought-out, soothing, right? Mm. Pleasant. Uh, there doesn't seem anything outright offensive or racist or destructive about it. Outright. There's some insidious, you know, under-the-surface things. Um, but I just I couldn't. I couldn't get the, the, the crushing weight of the world changing and me being left behind. The crushing weight of, oh, my God, I can't keep up with this shit. I'm going to let Bill down. I don't have time for this. <laughs> I'd rather okay. sleep an hour than watch, you know, more videos on this stuff that I don't care about and I'm never going to think about after we record the podcast. So I, I just – and then I'll get into it like I think there's some – as much as it's like well-crafted and maybe it's making people feel better in a, in a trying time, there's something really terrifying about this. Fucking terrifying. And I'm terrified on top of everything else. I am scared of Animal Crossing New Horizons.
0: Wow. How about yeah. that?
1: We'll get to that in the apocalypse question. Oh man, okay. You, uh, well, all right, I want to yeah. I
0: want to charge him. Oh, yes him you that. do. Yes but, you do. But but yeah. uh, no, I I think um the, I, yes, the point, you, with the exception of the fear, where I, I'm really you got me on the edge of my seat. Now I want to know where that goes. Oh Just yeah, yeah you're, so you're, you're such a. War- I know how to. I know how to structure a story. It's, you're like a War of the Worlds type Orson Wellesian storyteller here. I'm <laughs> uh, listening to the lid open as the the ship yeah. coming at you um this is a very look out
1: slow,
0: ah this is a very slow contemplative meditative real-time zen game like I it's said, real it's,
1: time by the way if you leave for a day
0: yes, it a marks
1: day. that day oh i want to hunt uh, i want to go fishing for a certain kind of carp that's only available in the summer you had to literally wait till the summer go back to the game and do it yeah, yeah. so the clock never the clock is always ticking in san demas my friend
0: yeah, yes. So uh, compared to my types of games, which involve shooting a lot of people in the head and blowing up monsters with <laughs> chainsaw bombs or something like that, um, this is much different than that. And I I get that, again, Nintendo, which I have not owned any Nintendo-branded products since the early 90s. I have been playing PlayStation-y and Xboxy type games, which are much more of the uh, metal, masculine, future-kill games. Um when the, when the Nintendo Wii kind of went nuts, and people were playing tennis and and bowling with those um, those little nunchucks that they had, if you remember how popular the Nintendo Wii was when it came out, uh, people who didn't play video games bought into it. Like they they got on board. A lot of our friends who were, I guess, in their thirties at that at that point, um, you know, were just having fun playing these real time games. It wasn't based on headshots and, and playing against a thirteen year old kid in an arena. It was uh, things like, you know, tennis and, and um, uh, badminton right. and, and running games and track Bad and field. Badminton. Do you stuff remember like the that? video
1: games, the, tr- the track and field video games where to run you had to press the two buttons, like yeah. A and S, really fast? It's all... Alter- so, right. Yeah. My cousin Mark, who was like the most ahead of his time computer guy I knew, he now is relatively high up in Facebook. You've met him. Mm-hmm. His bar mitzvah in probably 1985 had a computer theme. He built out of like motorized Legos a machine to press the buttons really fast, right? Yeah. To gain and his father system. got pi- right. He, he 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 broke the keyboard on his Apple
0: IIe and his dad was mm-hmm. really mad at him. So, Aww,
1: anyway, too continue. Bad.
0: It's a great story. Good story. But um, yeah, there there's something I can see what's appealing about this, and like you say, there's no object oriented gameplay. It's merely yeah. task oriented, and it and you remember, set
1: the task. You're like, I'm gonna grow flowers in my garden, I'm going to go fishing I'm going to terraform a waterfall or whatever. Yeah,
0: I'm going to take a butterfly net and go out and catch cicadas or grasshoppers and things like that Um, It's all very simple stuff Um, It is, I guess, more like, I don't know Minecraft, but I'm assuming that Minecraft was also building a world geometrically out of boxes and involved a lot of conceptual construction and design and things like that Um, I don't think there was weapons in in, uh, that game, but what do I know? So, people. people we, we we never did Minecraft, did we? We were going to no, Minecraft, and we never got around. To it. I mean, Minecraft came out a lo- that's a long time ago at this point. I we, know, I know. It, it's one thing to miss something by months; it's another thing to miss it by like you know ten years or so. But, um, th- so I I I can see why people who don't play other types of games would be interested in this. There's you can customize, which people love doing things like that. Putting a different shirt on, you can put different glasses. You can wear a swimming cap. You can do whatever. Um... You know, it's, it's very non-competitive. Again, it's, I thought of it like Tamagotchi. People, some people love to get in this relationship where they're tending to something rather than yeah. trying to beat a clock or competing. And um, this, this has that sort of homestead mentality where you're, you're building and terraforming, like you say, some sort of immediate plot of land. And it's all the wonder that can happen in a box around you. And um, I think that activates a whole different set of game players from the PlayStation people, from the Fortnite people. And again, Fortnite is enormous, and World of Warcraft was enormous, and things that you do need to kill monsters and you know headshot people is still very popular. That's not going anywhere. But there's this other avenue of gameplay, which is kind of interesting. Um, that has you know just carved out a niche for itself and sort of will always be there. But uh, you know, I, I personally don't want to play this game. Well, I didn't. I should say neither of us have because we don't in the game system like you to repeat what you said. But um, this isn't something that I really love. But it's interesting, the phenomenon that we're watching this happen. And again, we will talk about this and why it's popular. There's, there is a good reason for why it is popular now. Uh, oh, yeah.
1: So here are five things you still don't know about Animal Crossing New Horizons. Why is it popular now? Why is it taken off? Why is it such a hit? Why are we living in the era of two things, COVID-19 and Animal Crossing New Horizons?
0: <laughs> it's just, it's a binary it's a, the world. Only,
1: only the only things, the only things that exist That's it. anymore. That's all there is. It, it, it there either is COVID-19, it is Animal Crossing New Horizon,
0: or it is not. It, it is not, precisely. Well, people are I. this is a simple answer. I think it's sufficient for me. People are locked in. This, oh. is, a, this is a pleasant diversion um, it it is occupying people who maybe in the past would sort of do sudokus or a rubik's cube or perhaps a tamagotchi or they would i don't know macrame or do needlepoint it's 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 more complex than those things than that it activates more of your brain but it is meditative it is it, i don't think it's a it's a coincidence that this stuff comes out of japan i mean not that all like a lot of video games come from japan don't get me wrong a lot of them come from Places in Canada, United States has a tremendous game design and culture, but the stuff that comes out of Japan is either one of two things. It tends to be either heavily fantasy based, horror based, or something like this, which is simple iconography. It's almost like goldfish tending, or a yeah. rock garden, or or you know bonsai it's, pruning, oh, that kind of thing.
1: It's simpler than that. It's like gardening. Yeah, it is literally gardening. I, I, I watch this and I go, why don't you just? I mean, again, this. Not everyone could do this for a variety of yeah, reasons. Right. Like, why don't you just go to your backyard and actually grow things instead Put- of growing it and fucking, you know, <laughs> animal, you know, digitally in Animal Crossing. Put- yes, not everyone's got a backyard. And this is easier in certain ways because you're not dealing with the vagaries of... You know, actual plants. But then again, that's part of the joy and the challenge of gardening, well, as Pierre, I take it. I'm not going to go gardening, but whatever.
0: Uh, my friends who picked this up, they live in New York City, and they yeah. don't they, don't you know, have they, a they live yeah, yeah they live in Brooklyn and yeah. Midwood. They don't have gardens, so this is the next best thing. I mean, like I said, this is this is quiet. Um, it is it is sort of an environmental antonym to how horrific the real world has been when this sort of came online. Um, in, in the way that quibi failed to quell the entertainment masses or what the, what people could use and take their mind off of it this this is sort of i mean they weren't intending it it was a coincidence that this hit when pandemic did but this kind of did answer the question of like what are we going to do how can we engage in something nice how can we engage in something zen how can we engage in something peaceful how could we you know have our koi pond Our, uh, you know, rock mandala in the backyard Uh, or, you know, bonsai shearing. Well, this is kind of the equivalent to that, you know, except you can put it in your hand. You can take it away. You can sit down. You can do it between breaks at work. You can do whatever, you know, whatever the fuck it is. People had a lot of free time on their hands. And this, I think, was, um, if ASMR doesn't work for you, then maybe this is the other thing that would give you some kind of buzz inside your head, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean you're right. It's just we we're stuck inside. This is getting outside, but uh, I read some article that kind of well. I watched like the promo video, the Nintendo promo video, and they they say you know uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons, a relaxing, stress free life. I mean, this is the this is escapism in a, in its pure form.
0: Yeah, big time. You know, sure. you
1: can't you can't leave your house. You have no money. So even if you could leave your house, it's not <laughs> like you're going to go to a spa or you're going to go to fucking Aruba and sit on a beach for two weeks, right? Yeah. Um, you can't do that. So this is the substitute for that, right? Mm. And it is needed now more than ever because people are broke and they can't leave home. And and life sucks. And the worst person in the country is calling the shots, right? So, um, yeah, it, it, it's... An antidote to what's going on now in so many ways for so many people. It's perfect. It's really perfect, and to the point where, like you say, it's a coincidence that it happened during COVID. But I don't know. Maybe Nintendo. They're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna engineer what Japan, China. It's all the same thing. They're gonna engineer the pandemic to uh, you know force people to stay in. Yeah, I would look to them if you want to blame someone. Yeah, it totally makes sense. It's not, (laughs) it's not paranoid, insane, or racist at all. Um, You know, and this idea that life is—I read something that said it's it's, life is slower here. Uh, A charming, almost whimsical game for those who enjoy the simple life. I read that somewhere. Um, So you know, it's creative. It's comforting. There was an article I read. About how it's like its economy is being changed by the people. I'm gonna quote here, but there's something there's been something even more extraordinary happening on the fringe. Players are finding ways to augment the game experience through community or organized activities. That's a key one. Community organized activities and yeah. tools. These include free weed pulling services, tips welcome from virtual Samaritans, and custom designed items for sale for real-world money via WeChat Pay and Alipay. So, you know people are stuck the economy's stuck their lives are stuck this is letting them unstick it in the world of a nintendo game Mm -hmm. that's amazing and bizarre did you read about the talk show that's happening within animal crossing
0: no i did not hear anything about that
1: some guy he wrote one of the star wars movies so he's got some hollywood credit has been literally having a talk show on his island and like Semi-famous people come on, and you do it by watching... I, Still, so I don't understand the mechanics of this game, and I'm not going to because I don't do research. But, like, he... Literally a talk show. So, this gets at the apocalypse thing, man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We are entering the Matrix.
0: Hey, guys. On March 11th, I decided to go to New York City for Animal Crossing, which was probably not very wise. Yeah. No, Eterna, would you have liked this game as a kid?
1: I don't know. I mean, maybe. You know, as always I say with this question, like, who knows? Because going to be a different person. I feel like no because it's a little too cutesy and I'm a goal-oriented person. So probably not. But then again, if, if, if uh, Minecraft had hit me in a certain way, I could see this being an evolution of that in my mind. So probably not, but maybe, right? Mm-hmm. What
0: about you? I would have played it because it's a game. Uh, I remember some topic we talked about in the past. Uh, I forget which one it was. Maybe the Goose Game. Maybe it was the Roblox. One of those uh, topics where I, I thought the thing was stupid, but I had this rationale of thinking when I was a kid, I remember simply because something was on either the Atari first, the Nintendo second, the PlayStation third to some degree. So, you know, Then you get Super Nintendo and all the other halfway points along the way. Um, like because it's a game, it was sort of worth playing, which is not always the case. You know, there are some games that are garbage, but I remember sometimes, like, well, what, I this is a game, and I have it in front of me, so I'm going to tell myself I like it, <laughs> because there's no other option. But I definitely want to play a game. The avenue of picking up a control paddle, the, the controller for Nintendo, or the Sega Genesis or something, was always just so appealing that I would rather play shitty game rather than no game. Simply because it was so exciting chasing that dragon of of the the truly great games that i played through my childhood so this this game no there's there's this is not my thing like i said i'm just i'm too spoiled i've been ruined for the world i'm just deranged and demented and deformed and you know there's nothing inside of me (laughs) nothing inside of me except just you know uh, uh, cigarette ashes and beer cans uh things like that but this is a, so. You know,
1: so this topic broke me, but it found you already broken. Yeah, I right. I was saying? already desiccated, yeah, okay. uh, yeah. like like a Ramsay husk. By the way, husk. I can believe that you are empty inside and have nothing, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's beer cans and cigarette ashes. I think someone who doesn't know you is now assuming you sit around and smoke and drink <laughs> beer all day. To to have you ever smoked a cigarette?
0: Oh yeah, I've smoked some cigarettes. Not okay. when, I, when I was a, a kid. Yeah, no, not, but nothing. but
1: I've never seen you drink a
0: beer. Have I? I've drank plenty of beers. I have many beers in my house right now.
1: I think of you as a whiskey guy.
0: Uh, Yeah. Well, I I think I mentioned this. One of the great things about the Netherlands is uh, ready access to incredible beer. Uh, Some of the best in the world come out of the country right to the west of us. So
1: I I still remember. God, it was probably 10 years ago, maybe longer. And you and I went up to Boston and we crashed at my parents' place and we Mm. came back to the apartment at night. (laughs) And my dad sat down, my dad poured himself a glass of lemonade. And he turns, and he had just met you. I think that's the first time he met you, Bill. And he said, Bill, can I get you a glass of lemonade? And you look at him and you go, You got something stronger? (laughs) (laughs) And my parents, you know, like like many baby boomer couples, they they never drink, I mean, they drink wine, they never drink hard liquor, but they have a liquor cabinet that no one ever touches. So my dad's like, okay, and he digs in the liquor cabinet. And he probably found a bottle of scotch from the early eighties. Yeah. And at first it felt weird, but then I'm like, fuck it, we're like 32 years old. Like, weird.
0: <laughs> well, right.
1: No Why was... can't my dad give you a glass of scotch? Like No,
0: oh. no one was hurt by it. It was a good it was a I good just
1: experience. you look at him and you go, you got something stronger than lemonade?
0: <laughs> Animal Crossing. New Horizons. Apocalypse. Yay. Or nay. No, I want to get right to what you have to say, but no, I, I, <laughs> I, I think that look, the game first of all has been extremely popular for over, t- well, yeah, almost a little short of twenty years now, I guess in, in two. 2000, next year, 2021, it'll be 20 years of, of gameplay. So, um, so far, there's been nothing apocalyptic about it. You know, if anything, the statistic about the female uh, demographic is reassuring because that is a trend that, that definitely needs correcting in the video game sphere. Um, also, the, like the, the things that the people who like this game, the actual people I know personally, the way they talk about it and the way they relate to it is also reassuring. Um, they have a different relationship to this game than, say, the Fortnite kids do or something like that. So I'm into it. I mean, I'm into the idea of it, and I applaud its ubiquity uh, right now, its sort of ease of use. And the kind of people it's brought in, it seems to me to be it, it, a little bit of a corrective. Um, and again, I, I enjoy their enthusiasm, even if I'm not the one that's going to play it. But no, please, let's let's take me to take me through the logic. I want to know exactly about the apocalypse angle.
1: Well... I reference The Matrix, which, as you know, one of my least favorite movies ever. But I think it gets some ideas Mm -hmm. that are worth getting at. Um, So there are the surface bad things about this, that time is moving too fast. I can't keep up. There are whole worlds I don't know about. The minutiae of fandom of this is just absurd. Like, there was a whole article that was like, seriously, what's going on with Gulliver in – Animal Crossing New Horizons. Are you okay, bro? And it's just a whole article about this character who washes up on the beach and there's something wrong with him. And they never explain who the character is or the mechanics of the game in any way. It The article was – and it was in some major – it was in Polygon.com major. But, you know, it's got some cachet. But, like, it, it, the article is completely incomprehensible to someone who doesn't spend 24 hours every day – playing this game also the fact that you have to live in this game you have to wait i read a review that raved about it and said but you can't really get started until you've played it for five days like jesus christ like so basically this has to become your full-time job of course it's (laughs) big during a that's another reason why it's popular you you have to devote a shit ton of time to this you have the time to spend at this moment right you got to be either unemployed or no social life or both as many people are now Or so depressed about the state of the world, desperate for escape and sucking on the teat of something comforting like this, you know, to the exclusion of bathing and brushing your teeth and eating and taking care of your children, which apparently people are doing. Um, But the fact that this is simulating life and it's simulating for many people an idealized life and it's. Again, we're, we're so bad at describing these things. You're the only human. It's all anthropomorphic. I mean, the other people playing who you can team up with or whatever. It's anthropomorphic animals. So it's its not an ideal life in that you're living in a second life type world that looks like your world. You're living in this fantasy world that we probably all dream. You know, like little kids have the, the world where their, their uh, stuffed animals are living, right? A mm-hmm. lot of kids do that, right? I mean, it's literally taking a childhood fantasy world and making it something you can live in, act in, do things in. So here we are. As I say, it is the anteroom of the Matrix. This is, I think, dangerously close to showing a future where we literally live in a machine. Hmm. Where our brains are uploaded to a Nintendo Switch and we never leave animal crossing new horizons Mm -hmm. and and that is both depressing in that it is the end of the human race as actual living breathing tangible visceral creatures and maybe we reach a point where that's all we have where the, the the human the human body is so degraded the earth is so destroyed that the only way we survive is that the aliens, you know, put us in their pod farms on their mega starships where our brains feed into a giant Nintendo Switch the size of Alaska.
0: I mean, not to get specific or anything.
1: Not to get specific or anything. Right. So this shows us the future. And maybe it's not apocalypse. Maybe it's the opposite of apocalypse in that this is the, the, the our salvation. Because when we can't live anymore because everyone's 500 pounds and has a heart attack every three days <laughs> and the earth cannot sustain human life, what remains of millions of years of human evolution is the pod that feeds into animal crossing new horizons
0: wow you know you really took me there uh i did not know that that's how yeah. that story was going to end but i i oh now, yeah I, I cannot see anything other than this this is this is eventuality there's just this is
1: both the end
0: and the new beginning no let me ask you something is there any element to this that makes you jealous yeah, because I'm—I don't. There's a whole world that's been going on for
1: 19 years that I knew nothing about, mm-hmm. and people are so invested in the shit that they—they they seem to live inside this world, this milieu, this culture, this game that I knew nothing about. It shows how divorced I am from the world, and I'm jealous of people who are younger, people who are savvier about the culture. I worry about this for my business. If I don't even know these popular things exist, how can I create games, trivia games? for people who live in this world, which mm. seems to be a lot of people I was not aware of. You know, I had a, I had a harrowing moment last week. We did an event for summer interns for a company. So these people are 20 years old and my host is like, Oh wow, these kids here, are they all, none of them had heard of the hangover. Wow. i like, it's like 10 years old. Have you not heard of the hangover? And granted when we were kids, like we'd all heard of movies, 10 years old, right? Like in the late 80s I mean, star Wars is an example, but like, Ten-year-old movies are fair game, but things move so quickly now, yeah. and culture is so balkanized and bifurcated that there can be these entire universes that the people next door have never heard of. And it, I, I, I guess yeah. that's another Armageddon apocalypse thing, but it's also jealousy that, like, I am irrelevant. A popular culture no longer applies to me.
0: Mm-hmm. There you go. I am. Um, I. It's always things that I can't have access to that I get jealous. If you. If you. If, if it's something that's viable. But then it is, you know, you keep it gate kept from me. I get jealous because there's an exclusionary element to it. So it's hard to feel like um, that there's some element of jealousy strictly about this merely. If if I can go out and buy that today and, um, you know, then it would be over. I'm in. It's very easily remediable. It's a matter of the fact that I'm not interested, and I don't do it because I don't have that kind of time, or at least I don't. That's not what I want to devote my my time to. Is is just sort of letting my brain leech out of my ears playing a game like this. So, um, but I, I I do think you know what there, there is a fun sensation, and you, you know we brought up Fortnite before. And I yeah, think I, might, I might have fun
1: if I played this, sure. Yeah. I,
0: the, the thing about Fortnite was that it was such a huge moment, and it was only the most recent huge moment, because I think World of Warcraft, which happened about 15 years ago or so, was something similar where everybody was playing it, I knew a lot of people who were doing it, and I didn't know that they were in it until after it was sort of over and gone. So I almost felt like I missed this huge party, like they had a, a fire fest, a much better fire fest than the one that actually happened. Um and I kind of missed the invite, you know, like oh, you guys had this big huge thing, and I could have liked it, but I wasn't really given the right. chance to get inside of it. So, um, right. you know, the, whatever, I wish I had more access to whatever the particular funness that these people are experiencing. Okay. I, uh, but I know intuitively that I wouldn't get it from here. But I do miss that sense of inclusion, that sense of being in on, uh, in on the scheme. You know, we're our friends. Right. Friend of the show, Nick Nadell, has been playing this uh, with uh, another friend. Of oh, her. really? He has? Yeah. All right. Yeah, and so he's one of those people that is, um, you know, that's that's talking about how much fun it is, and it's like, oh, I. I I want that experience, but I just I don't want to do this to get it. So I could feel a little, there's like a portion of feeling jealous because you know, you're kind of missing out a little bit on what that story is, but that's just the way it is. Right. So right. Uh, that zips us to our last segment. Now, the Falonian scale, where would you say that uh, Animal Crossing falls on our XYZ axis?
1: Well, purely as a entertainment product and a craft and a technological. Item. It's pretty high up. It's well done. It's well designed. It's elaborated. It offers people a lot of comforting things and creative. And uh, uh, you know, it's self directed. And it's got a lot of good things going for it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say it's it's fairly high up. You know, it's it's at your Fiona Apple's. You know, these things that are lovely and well done and and deserve praise. But but not my not my bag of bag of marbles. Uh, but in terms of the ap- apocalyptic things I got at, well, the two sides, the, that it is the end of the human race. It is, you know, it's Fallon levels of bottomness because there's nothing worse um, or Ryan's world levels of bottomness. But in terms of it might be the only savior we have, it is, I guess it's the top thing. It's all that matters. So it's the very top. So it is three things all at once. It's it's three quarters of the way up. It is the very top and the very bottom all at the same time.
0: Wow, that is um, how's
1: that for a bullshit answer.
0: That's that's some Buddhist Confucian shit right there. Man. Yeah, Those you got it. Faces. Buddhist
1: and Confucian at the same time. I uh, of racism.
0: I thought the <laughs> I thought of this was like, um, you know, TikTok is something that is almost an entire universe unto itself, and we could we could continue to do TikTok. I mean, we will continue to do individual TikTok people. I mean, we we covered Sarah. Um, uh what's her face a couple of weeks ago um sarah who, cooper so which is the uh does the trump impression uh, um yeah. sarah cooper yeah sarah cooper so and we're um, we're not done her name
1: is sarah cooper
0: sorry not yeah it. so we're, we're so we're not done with that yet but tiktok as a phenomenon is like a, a world unto itself not unlike animal crossing uh and it's just as communal where people pitch in and it winds up being a social thing so um you know, like I may lose the fine point details of what TikTok might be, but I, I appreciate how much everyone's excited for it. Uh, and I see how it's become a whole other pillar of social media in a way that I, you know, we don't understand, but it is big, it's huge now. However, it's better than TikTok. Because TikTok has this whole, these suspected Chinese governmental intrusion where, um, you know. (laughs) Forgot about that. Yeah, one of the knocks on TikTok was that it might be used for data culling, which, you know, there's no reason to figure why it wouldn't. God knows what's going on in Hong Kong right now. Um, So this, let's put it this way, it rates at least TikTok, if not a couple of ticks higher on the felonian scale just because.
1: Okay. God, I forget about all the things we look at. I mean. Yeah. Are we up to 150 episodes now?
0: Not quite. I think we're about 139, 140. Well,
1: very impressive, man. Just think
0: of it this way. No one has done more and and a better job of looking at all of culture as a whole than we have on this show. It's never <laughs> yeah, been done. That's before. right. Never, been, never been, been, done. been done. Never
1: been done. We, we pioneered a new concept, looking at something half acidly and then talking about it.
0: We, are, I don't, I, we I are don't recall. Amazing. I don't recall it ever being attempted before. So you know, we're pioneers. Uh, I've
1: run into, yeah. I, sorry, I'm not going to whine, but it always bothers <laughs> me in my line of work when I run into people who think they're the first person to do something I've been doing for years. Yeah. It's kind of hilarious. I, it's
0: so but uh, it's both
1: hilarious and enraging. But you know, I am. I am just a man.
0: All right, I'm so. going to close it out. Then, uh, if you guys like yes. to find past episodes of our show, look on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Google Play and Stitcher. or tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill, don't get it, at gmail.com. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you would like to talk to me, take the bull by the horns. I am on Twitter, at William Scurry. My video content is on YouTube at youtube.com slash amcaesar. And uh, this coming week, I am flogging another episode I did of the Wrong Real podcast with friend of the show, uh, James Hancock. We did a 90-minute remembrance, a 90-minute memorial of uh, uh, Airplane on the 40th anniversary. Uh, The movie continues to be Funny, it continues to be a uh, what I think is generally the best comedy ever invented. That's my own, uh, my own idiots. airplane. Really, You yeah. think So I think it, it, Airplane's still. It's that's, pretty, that's one idiot. Pretty that, damn funny. It's pretty it's goddamn pretty funny. Damn damn funny. funny. Anyway, yeah. so that's on the socials. We're, we're flogging that. That's wrongreel If you're looking for that, it's on Twitter, on Facebook, and Noah will tell you about what he's uh, pushing this week. Ah. Uh. I'm going to leave that pause in. I'm,
1: I'm just tired. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm a lucky guy. The big quiz thing, uh, America's premier provider of corporate and private trivia events. And we're doing great, but there's always room for you. Not only your corporate event, your fundraiser, your private party, uh, but also we are spending a lot of time this year uh, doing fundraisers. Uh, political causes, the causes we believe in, and, uh, you know, causes I like to think are non-political uh, for, you know, uh, uh, less fortunate people, people in need, causes in need, etc. So go to com, Learn all about it. Uh, we are, yeah, we we provide the best in trivia service nationwide, etc., etc., etc. This has been a very poor plug. I apologize.
0: I think people understand uh, the theme at this point. They got, they got the, oh, yeah, idea. they get it. They get yeah, it. Yeah, Everyone is
1: listening. Sense. Like, has you know, known me for like twelve years. So yeah. It doesn't really make a difference. Anyway, uh, yeah, thank you. com. That's it.
0: So until such a time as Nintendo makes a game called Anoa Bill Crossing, which is a real-time podcast simulation where you get to play both ends of this conversation. We don't get it.
1: A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2020.